What gets you emotional as a man? What's something that kind of gets you to rise up? Now, men are not known as emotional, but some things will set us off. You go sit in some guy's chair, you know the one, the one that's his chair. Some of you had a dad who had a specific chair or a grandpa who had a certain chair. Don't sit in their chair because that's their chair. And usually the remote is right by it. You know, you talk to men about watching the old Disney movie, Old Yeller. And you can't tell me that the majority of men watching that wept, especially when they were little boys. The movie just got you. Or even war movies. Some guys, when they watch a war movie, it just gets to them. There's something about it. And then, of course, there's sports. I mean, and this is a phenomenon that's worldwide. We think about football here and the crazy fans in college or pro football. But around the world, you look at soccer or what they call football. I mean, those fans go crazy. They get into fights and and have all kinds of things happen with them. So, So they're just as passionate as we are, if not more. I've seen shots of fans in India who are huge into cricket. I don't understand cricket, so I'm not into it. But they are. They get into it and they're passionate about it. Or you look at teams like rugby. You know, I love watching the team that's from New Zealand, the All Blacks, when they do the haka. I think that's how you say it. I'm not real sure. But it's one of the coolest things to watch. There's just something about it. As a man, when you watch that, it gets you excited. I have no idea what the rules of rugby are. I know I'd never want to play rugby because it looks violent. But, you know, it's fun to watch. And when they do the haka beforehand, I get excited and I get like, I want to go play rugby, even though I would be murdered. And then there's something that I get into and that's anime. I'll watch anime and I get into it. You know, when a character's overcoming something or they defeat the bad guy, I get into it. And everybody has their thing that they get emotional about. Because here's the deal. Men get emotional about all kinds of things. So why do people say men don't have emotions or men aren't emotional? Well, we're going to talk about that today, and you're going to find out how you're not as non-emotional as you think. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. I am so glad that you joined me here today. Our passion is really to see you become better men. It's what we want. It's why we do the Confident Man Podcast. We want you to walk in confidence. It doesn't mean you're cocky. It doesn't mean you think you're better than everybody, but you know who you are, you know you can do, and you know really what your purpose is all about. Well, today we're talking about the myth of the non-emotional man. So let me ask you this question. What is the ideal man to you? When you think of the ideal man, do you think of a specific person or do you think more of an idea? Many people see the ideal man in the extremes of society because society gives us really two big pictures of what the ideal man is. And I talk about it a lot. One is a guy like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, a guy who in the movie is just swole, beats everybody up. Uh, you know, great shape, has charm, is humorous, can be serious, all of those things. And then there's the other guy, like a Ryan Gosling character. You know, he's a guy who who kind of feels a little more. He can dance, he can play piano, he cries in the rain, you know, quoting poetry, he can be romantic. And so guys look at that and they feel intimidated. 
They're intimidated by the extremes. But out of the extremes of manhood, one underlying lie has done more damage than anything else for men. You know, what is that lie? Well, it's not getting a six pack, um, although that could be a close second, because a lot of guys today feel pressure to have a body that looks like the stars, when in reality, they don't have those bodies most of the time. But the lie that's out there, that's, that's kind of in between all of these other extremes that we see, is the lie that men aren't emotional. Now, I say it's a lie because of what it teaches men. Men don't show their emotions as much. That's true. Men don't. Men don't randomly break out into crying fits. However, people have taken the fact that men don't show emotions as much to believe that men don't have emotions. And that is not true. And a lot of guys feel the pressure to be that way. They don't show their emotions. They hide them or they, they hear things like, hey, you just need to suck it up and be a man. And you know what? There are times you got to do that. You still got to suck it up and be a man, no matter what you feel. But the fact is you do feel. Every man feels something. Now, sometimes you have to put those feelings aside and do your job. And that's what men are good at. It's what we can do. But they still have feelings. And we want to understand that because that whole underlying premise that men aren't emotional is wrong. Men have emotions. In fact, I would say that men have very strong emotions, like really, really strong emotions. Whether they show them or not, the feelings are still there. So what we're going to do in this show is we're going to cover some of the different aspects of men's emotions. And we're going to look at how it affects men and the view that a lot of guys take toward their emotions. And we're going to look at what's good and what's bad about them. So we're going to talk about the appeal of stoicism, the missing power, and tapping the power. Now, when we talk about the myth of the non-emotional man, we got to talk about stoicism. And there's an appeal of stoicism. That's what we want to talk about. What is stoicism? Well, the definition of stoicism is the indifference to pleasure or pain. And we hear that term a lot when it's brought to men. He was very stoic. And, and it has an appeal to a lot of men because they want to be seen as rational thinkers. And what they do is they think that emotions will mess them up. So they kind of look down on emotions. And the stoic philosophers were like that. They wanted you to do everything in your head and not really think about your emotions now, the motivation of this for a lot of guys is good. You know, they want to they be clear. They want to be forthright. They want to make good decisions. And those are all great motives. You know, to have virtue is a great motive. To have clear thinking is a great motive. Because men want to make the best decision. They want to do their very best. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to understand there's a danger to looking at emotion as a bad thing. You see, we may want to clear our thinking. We want to have, you know, clear facts and make the best decision. But it shouldn't be at the absence of our emotions. If you just try to get rid of your emotions, you're, you're having a problem with who you are. So while there are a lot of very good positives in Stoicism and Stoic philosophy, we got to understand that as men, we are emotional creatures our emotions are a part of who we are as men. We shouldn't run away from it or deny it. If you deny your emotions, you're kind of denying who you are as a man and how you were created. 
You see, God gave us emotions and they have an important purpose. And to put them aside is to say, well, I don't need that. I don't need those emotions. But you do. Every man needs his emotions or he wouldn't have them. And when we have those emotions, we're better because we use them. There's a reason you have emotions. There's a purpose behind your emotions. So what you want to do as a man is understand that and not deny or run away from the fact that you have emotions. You really do. You're not a non-emotional person. Even if you don't show that much emotion, you still have them. Now, a lot of guys, the reason they don't really like their emotions is because they're scared of them. They fear their emotions. And they're scared of them because they see it as a sign of weakness. And this is what a lot of the Stoic philosophers thought. They thought that emotions made you weak because they saw men make bad decisions based on emotions. Well, you can still make bad decisions even without emotions. It has nothing to do with emotions. Decisions are decisions. And it's especially true if men are out of control in their emotions, they see them as bad. And so here's, here's the deal with men. As men, we have a tendency to be all or nothing. And, and we're just like that in life. It's our nature, and I've talked about that in the past, to be that all or nothing thing. But it applies to our emotions in this context. What we do as men a lot of times is we say, well, I can't control this emotion, so I'm going to shut all my emotions down. I really think for a lot of people who get into the Stoic philosophy, that's really what they're trying to do. They have an emotion that's out of control, whether it be anger, whether it be lust or whatever it is. What they do is they say, you know what, I can't control this. So emotions must be the problem. Let me get rid of them all. You know, that's like one light bulb going out in your house and you saying, that's it. Lights aren't working in this room. I'm shutting the whole house down. That doesn't make sense, does it? But that's kind of what a lot of guys are doing with their emotions. That's why men are embracing stoicism. They think it'll give them control over their emotions. And the truth is, stoicism only gives you the illusion of control. You'll think, okay, if I'm a stoic, I'm going to have complete control over my emotions. But that's just an illusion. Because in reality, what you're doing is you're suppressing the natural emotions that you have as a man. You're not controlling it. You're just suppressing it. And it's going to hurt you. Men need their emotions. Emotions are a part of who we are. And without your emotions, you're not really controlling everything. You're just hiding behind it. You're using the Stoic philosophy to justify your lack of emotion because you're scared of your emotions. And a real man seeks to lead himself in every area of his life. It doesn't mean he's perfect. It doesn't mean he's going to do everything right. But he seeks to lead himself, and that includes in the area of emotions. And that inner battle is hard. It just is. To battle with yourself, to battle on the inside, that's hard for men. Men are much better at battling on the outside. But as we overcome and win that inner battle, we become more powerful as men. And that's why we have to learn how to lead our own emotions. We don't want to just put them behind the door of a closet and forget about them. Because without our emotions, we're missing out on a big part of our design as men. The second thing we want to talk about when it comes to the myth of the non-emotional man is the missing power. 
You see, if you suppress your emotions, if you put them down, you're really missing out on a lot of the power you could have in your life. Now, as we said before, men were designed to have emotions. That's a natural part of who you are. Now, I'm not talking about showing emotion, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but men were designed to have emotions. You're an emotional creature, and your emotions should not be put down. And if men suppress that emotion, like I said, they're missing a big part of their design. So what they're doing is they're missing power that they can have in their life. It's like you driving a car, and the car has eight cylinders, but only four are working. You're not going to go as fast. Your car is not going to be as powerful as it could be because only half of the cylinders are working. And that's happening in your life when you put your emotions to the side. You see, our emotions were designed to power us as men, to give us that inner power. It's an inner drive, and it comes from our emotions. You see, passion is not a mental decision only. Have you ever been really passionate about something? I mean, just something that burns inside of you. It may have been you played sports at one time. You may take up for a cause. You may be big into politics or whatever, but you get really passionate. Well, that's not just a mental decision. You know, passion is something that comes from within and it comes from your emotions. And as men, we have an inner drive. We have that inner drive and our passion is what fuels it and that comes from our emotions. You see, the truth is a passionate man is driven and this has nothing to do with your outward emotions. Understand that. Passion is an inward emotion. It's an inward drive. It's an inward fire more so than an outward. You may display passion. You may have a, a personality that shows your passion on your sleeve but you don't have to, to still have passion. You see, you don't have to act emotional to be full of passion. And I think that's why many men miss out on their own passion, because when they think of passion, they think of a guy who's screaming, who's hollering, who's, you know, charging. Oh, we have to do this right now. But that's not always the case. Inner passion is different. And really the cool thing about the inner passion is it's more long lasting. It's a power source for men that can last all of their life. You see, a passionate man could be someone who even lives what we would call a mundane life. Our society often exalts the man who's charismatic, the guy who's got tons of money, he's successful in everything he does, you know, he's had sex with everybody, he's got six-pack abs. We look at that and a lot of times in our society we say, oh, that guy's passionate. That guy, you know, he's just charismatic. He may be talented. He may be charismatic. But the problem is those men are just playing characters. They're not really themselves. They're playing a part, the part of the charismatic man. And what it is a lot of times is they have their own insecurities. So they play these parts to try and make up the difference. That's how a lot of men are. They're actually just playing a character, a movie star they saw when they young, or the, uh, the society pressure that, oh, I have to look like this, I have to be like this. So what are they doing? They're not really finding out who they are. They're just living out of their own insecurity. You see, I think a guy who's one of the most passionate men in the world is a man who's a family man, a man who's married to one woman, they have their kids, 
He's passionate about her. He's passionate about his kids. He shows up every day for his family and he does what he needs to do every day. That's a man of passion. That's something that's long lasting. He may not generate tons of charisma, but you know what? He's there. He's there every day. He makes sure that he provides for his home. He loves his wife. He loves his kids. He takes them to all their sports things. He supports them. He believes in them. You see, give me a family man who's passionate. I'll take him over Mr. Charisma any day because he's the one who's going to change the world. You see, that guy has made commitments. And what he's done is he brings all of himself to those commitments. Sure, it's, they may not make him popular. You may never know his name, but his wife will, his children will, his grandchildren will. To me, that's a man of power. That's a man who's taking his inner passion and he's applying it to something that's making a difference. Because what he does is he shows up with all of himself in the everyday. And you know, the truth is every day is not always exciting. You know, in everyday life, you've got bills. You've got to go to work. You've got Little League. You've got school. You've got busyness. You've got projects around the house. You've got cars that break down. You've got all these things. Give me a man who shows up for those. Give me a man who's faithful in those. That's a man of passion. That's a man who's focused his passion and is doing something about it. And if we look in history, passionate men always make a difference in whatever they do. You look at explorers, inventors, entrepreneurs, Men of history that we think of, these are men who tapped into their emotions and they let those emotions help drive them. They tapped into their passion. And all of their personalities were different. Some of them were very charismatic. Some of them weren't. But their inner drive was strong. They were motivated in the face of defeat. You look at people out there who were defeated time and time again, but they kept going. Why could they do that? How could they do that? It was because they had the power of their inner passion. They had taken their emotions and they had focused them. They pushed past their critics. They overcame adversity. The truth is, men, we need emotions. They give us power. You shouldn't be scared of your emotions. Society has intimidated men with words like toxic. Now, there are toxic men. But that's not the majority. You see, the majority of men are not toxic. The majority of men show up every day. The problem is our society has kind of pushed men to the side. So a lot of men just become indifferent. They're just passive. And they're scared of their own emotions. And what we need to do as men is embrace our emotions. When we do that, it will change us and it will change our society. Okay, guys, the third thing we want to talk about is not so much a myth. I think we've covered the, the myth of the non-emotional man. What we want to do is get a little practical here. We want to talk about tapping the power of our emotions. Because I can tell you all day that men have emotions, but you're like, okay, well, how do I do it? What do I do to get into those emotions? Because the truth is, guys, we need our emotions. And a lot of us have allowed society to kind of push us down to where we become passive in it. So a lot of men will ask, what can I do to tap my emotions without letting them get out of control? And that's what we want to talk about. 
What can you do to really learn your emotions and to learn how to use them the right way to bring passion to everything you do without your emotions controlling you and getting out of control? I tell guys that tapping into our emotions is a lot like mining. We get the power of, of mining because we see it. You know, you're digging underground, you're digging through the rock, and you're finding the gold. You know, you're finding the stuff that you've done. And, and so what we have to understand is the power of our emotions comes as we do the digging and working to find them. And so we're going to hit two main ways of digging and working to tap into our emotions. The first way is to fight passiveness as a man. And the reason I talk about that is because passiveness is an epidemic among men today. There's tons of young men, especially, who just kind of go with the flow. They just survive. And I've seen older guys do the same thing. They're just surviving. They're just trying to make it to retirement or to whatever. But, but you're not really called to survive. As a man, you're called to lead. You're called to lead in everything you do. And men have got to have the attitude of leadership. It's who we are. It doesn't make us better than anyone. That's just our job. Our job is to lead as men. And it starts with us leading ourselves. Now, fighting passiveness is hard. It just is. There's a proclivity we have as men to be passive. And it goes all the way back, really, to Adam. And I don't have time to talk about that. But if you read the story of Adam and Eve... Adam was there and he didn't say anything. He went passive. And so we all kind of have that tendency in one area or another. But fighting passiveness is like you taking the dynamite and blowing the rock out of the way in a mine. You've got to do it to get to the good stuff. You've got to get that rock knocked out. And passiveness is like rocks that build up inside of you and you've got to push it aside. Because passiveness can affect different parts of our lives in different ways. And we have to watch out for it. I'll give you an example. Like the, the passiveness of peace at all costs. You know, a lot of men live with the attitude of peace at all costs in everything they do. And that's really a lie. And I'll tell you one of the areas that's hurt the most, and that's marriages, relationships. Guys will have an attitude of peace at all costs in their home, but it doesn't bring peace to their home. You know, and we joke about the saying, happy wife, happy life. Okay, and I get the funniness of that, and there's some truth to that. But it ignores the reality that men and women are different. They really are. I mean, I don't care what society says. I don't care what people tell you. Men and women are different. And if you have just some basic common sense, you see that. But the good thing about that is that each of us brings strengths and weaknesses to the relationship. You know, men are really good at some things. Women are really good at some things. So what you want to do as a man is bring the things you're good at to the relationship, to the home. And when a man just says, well, peace at all costs, happy wife, happy life, what he's doing is kind of abdicating his leadership. He's abdicating his strength. And so it's going to make the relationship weaker. And what we want to do is actually the opposite. We want to fuse the strengths together. You know, take your strengths as a man, fuse them together with the strengths of a woman, and you'll have the strongest relationship possible. It doesn't mean that one is more powerful than the other in this or that, or, or one has more control than the other. They both want the best. 
So they both bring their strengths and usually the man's strengths and the woman's strength help mitigate the other person's weaknesses. You see, a woman will bring strengths in that are usually in the weak area of a man. And a man will bring the strength that are usually the weak area of the woman. So you want to put them together. And if we back off and go passive as men, we're undermining our own ability to have a strong, intimate relationship. You see, and, and the reason I bring up the peace at all costs attitude is because a lot of guys are struggling with it today. And it affects every area of your life. You think, well, it's just marriage, you know, which is kind of important. But if you have that same attitude, you'll parent the same way. Instead of dealing with things with your children, instead of really delving into their world and getting close to them, you'll back off and have a peace at all costs. So you won't really challenge your kids. You won't really push your kids and you won't have as good a relationship as you could have with your kids. Now, again, I'm not saying you go looking for wars. I'm not saying you aren't wise in, in picking the battles and things like that. But how many times have we seen parents out there whose children control them? The children run the home. And why is that? Because the parents have bought into this peace at all costs. Well, I don't want to do anything to hurt my child's feelings. I don't want to do anything to make them mad. Okay, that's a peace at all cost attitude. And it's going to hurt the family. That's why a lot of marriages don't make it because men have taken that attitude instead of taking their natural role as leaders. And it starts with them leading themselves, but then they also lead their family. And a lot of men have let that peace at all cost attitude come into their work life where they just show up to work and they just do what they're supposed to do, which you say, well, that's good. Well, yeah, but guys, we're... We kind of get bored with doing just what we're supposed to do. We, we want more of a challenge. And I think a lot of men, they don't go into work bringing their full creativity. They don't bring everything to it. And they kind of get stuck in that, well, it's just a job. And I understand, you know, you may not do something that you absolutely love, but you do it because it pays the bills and stuff like that. And I get that. And that's as a man, that's admirable. But you also want to bring all of yourself to your job. Even if it's something that maybe is not your favorite, you still should bring everything you are as a man to that job and not just survive it. Because when you do that, it just kind of lessens you as a man. We've got to fight for the areas of a life where we go passive. And it's something that we have to do in every area. We've got to do it mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We've got to fight passiveness. The second thing we've got to do is recognize the fake. We, we can't really talk about emotions without talking about the fake emotions that have trapped so many men. I call them fool's gold of emotions. And these are the fake emotional highs that lie to us as men. They give us an emotional feeling, but they aren't real. And a lot of guys get caught up in that power. You know, you think of things like gaming, gambling, social media, porn, the, the hookup culture, eating, drinking, drugs, I could go on and on. All of these will give you a feeling. And there's a type of connection in that, but it's fake. It's not a real relationship. It's not real emotions. You know, when a guy looks at porn, he will emotionally connect to that image on the screen, but it's not real. That's why a lot of guys, after they look at porn, they kind of hate themselves, they hate the situation and all of that because they know it's fake. Same thing with gambling. You know, you get the high of the gamble, 
But then when it's over, whether you win or lose, winning gives you a high, but then you got to have another high because it's not real. It doesn't last. You know, and a lot of guys do that in a lot of areas of their life. They kind of have this fake emotional thing happen, just like they have fake relationships that, that feel authentic, but they're not. They feel authentic for the moment, you know, like the guy who has all the sexual hookups or, or the young men who join gang or they have their, their bros, their guys that hang with all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. You should have, you know, guys who help you. But a lot of guys look to that and it replaces intimacy because they don't know how to be intimate. And so it's kind of a fool's gold. It's kind of a fake aspect of your emotions. And if we don't understand this, it's easy to get into these things and get deceived. The truth is, as a man, your power comes from your authentic self. And if you don't know who you are as a man, if you don't have a foundation of beliefs and directions, then you don't know what to do with your emotions. So you just kind of push them aside. And it's real easy to get distracted with things that, you know, don't really last. The deal is, if you fill your time with those kind of relationships, you'll never go deep. And as a man, you'll always lack real power in your life. All right, guys, closing out the show today, let's remember that men are emotional. It's a myth that there's a non-emotional man. Every man is emotional. You may not show your emotions, and that's fine. Your personality is what it is. The way you are is the way you are. But great men are the ones who tap into the power of their emotions. They let their natural passions come up and empower them for life, whatever it is. You don't want to buy the false appeal of stoicism and run away from your emotions and think, okay, I'm just going to think. I'm going to think logically and that'll take care of everything. You've got to remember that your emotions are a power source that you need and they're part of your design as a man. Now, this doesn't mean you have to act emotional to connect to your emotions. Again, your, the nature of who you are and your personality, all of those things are different for every man. So embrace that. Embrace who you are as a man. Understand who you are, but understand that you do have emotions. And as a man, when you have the courage to tap into your emotions, you'll find a new courage to live your ultimate adventure as a man. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.